The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome back to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Van Vieren, and this is episode three of the Sowing and Reaping Increase series. Praise God. This episode is called, Called to Bear Fruit. Praise God. Let's get into a word of prayer. Father, we come before you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for teaching us about this principle of sowing and reaping. Lord, thank you for showing us the reason behind the tithe, the reason behind the seed. Lord, it's all to walk in love. Lord, thank you for showing us the foundation of the kingdom, which is to walk in love. Father, help us to see more into this. Help us to get knowledge and revelation in this area. Help us to walk in this principle more and more and to be a testimony for the kingdom. Lord, we love you and we thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. So something that a lot of people don't realize, and I'm talking about Christians here, um, the whole kingdom of God, the entire kingdom, not part of it, you know, not a certain percentage, the entire kingdom of God operates on the principle of love. And uh, the Bible says that God is love. And the Bible says that God so loved the world. And Jesus commanded us to love. And then you find out in Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 that faith worketh by love. And, you know, in the kingdom of God, if you want to get God involved in your circumstances, and I'm talking about any circumstances, you do it through using faith, you know, and that faith has to be based on love. So what is happening right now, you know, the world is, the world's in a mess and the world has been in a mess for a very long time because we are approaching the end. We are approaching, you know, the return of Jesus Christ. So the world is just getting more wicked and more wicked and, you know, presidents around the world, or, or should I say governments, they're making more and more bad decisions. And, uh, you know, Jesus said in the last days, all these bad things will happen. You can read that in Matthew 24. He listed a bunch of bad things. Those things there, they were, they were not good things. They were bad things. So essentially, he is saying that in the last days, bad things have to happen. You know, the world is fixing to lose its protection. I just believe in the midst of this turmoil, you know, people, more and more people are realizing that they need a savior. They can see like, hey, this isn't the same world we used to in the 1980s. You know, I remember back in the 90s, like things were still fine, like things weren't perfect. But as the years, you know, went by, uh, wickedness began growing and growing and growing. And where we are right now, like wickedness is out of control. You know, the Bible says in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, that basically, you know, in these last days, you know, good is going to be called evil and evil good. And that is actually happening right now. But anyway, you can see like where we are and inflation is getting out of control. And, you know, for South Africa alone, for years and years and years, the fat rate was at 14%. And then a few years ago, the South African government pushed up the VAT rate to 15%. And that started messing up the economy even more. 
and uh, different governments around the world, they have this idea that for them as a government to get more money, they need to push up rates and taxes and the VAT rate and all that. And that is not the answer. That is really not the answer because what they're actually doing is they're making everyone else poorer. So you can see like where we are and people are struggling. More and more people are struggling in the world. More and more poor people are getting poorer. There are families that used to be in middle class that have slipped into the low class category. Okay, because all these companies, they have to push up their VAT rate and people's salaries don't jump up that high. I'm just remembering now, um, I saw this video of this one city in America where the local government pushed up the taxes so high that there's more and more people living out on the streets. And this person was literally walking around the city, filming everyone. There's more and more people living under bridges. And people cannot keep up with all these high prices. Petrol's going up, uh, electricity is going up, food is going up. The car prices, oh my goodness. You know, in South Africa, the very, very cheap hatchbacks are a couple of hundred thousand rand. And all these companies, they're producing like very cheap cars with tiny engines. And they say that they have to bring down emissions. That's why they're making these small engines. And like, I'm honest with you, I don't believe in all that stuff. You know, the motors are getting smaller and smaller. Uh, the motors are getting cheaper and cheaper. But the car prices are going up and up and up and up. It's crazy. Cheap cars and they want so much for it. So you can see how the world is just spinning out of control. You know, the prices are just getting mad and it's becoming harder and harder for people to actually get on in life. You know, years ago, you could buy a house for 10,000 Rand. And yes, this, this was years ago. But now, you know, for a small little townhouse, like I'm honest, I, I don't like townhouses. I really don't. You know, people buy the house, but it still doesn't belong to them because the body corporate controls everything. And then there's neighbors that live too close and you can't just enjoy life. You know, I personally, I don't like apartments either because everyone's living on top of each other. But for these little townhouses, it's almost a million rand, almost a million rand. Now, you know, people come out of high school and they want to start their new life. You know, they want to get a job. They want to get married. They want to get their first house and they can't. They can't. Because they don't have any skills and, you know, they get a job and maybe they get like 5,000 rand a month and rent is like so expensive, you know. So what must a person do? You know, let's go back to the kingdom. There is a way to prosper in the kingdom. There is. And a lot of people don't know this. A lot of Christians don't know this because it's not taught extensively. You know, um, a lot of churches, and I understand why they do that. I'm not bashing them or anything, but they just say tithe, 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 and they don't explain the tithe. They don't explain the offerings. They don't explain that process. And uh, understand, you know, to run a church and to run a ministry, it costs big money. And for those that, you know, fight against that, they fight against the prosperity message and they fight against why the church needs your money and all that, they don't have a church. That's why they don't understand you know, to run a ministry, to run a church, it costs a lot of money. To have a website that you've got to pay domain fees every year, you know, and you've got to pay for the email separately, depending on the website, it costs money. To have these different podcasting sites, you know, with enough space to keep uploading your messages, it costs a lot of money. You, you cannot use the free sites, 
because they give you limited space. To run a church and ministry, it costs a lot of money. And I understand that a lot of these ministers, they are under severe pressure. But, you know, they, they don't teach why the tithe is so important. They don't teach on the importance of the offering. When you support the gospel, like I said before in my previous podcast, you are putting God's house first. And when you put God's house first, he can put you first. That's how it works because that is you walking in love. It means everything to the Lord when you put his house first. It means everything to the Lord that you love him so much and you love the gospel so much that you are financing the gospel so the gospel can reach more and more people so more and more people can get saved, that more and more people can get fed spiritually. So I'm going to start off by reading Malachi chapter 3 and I'm going to read from verse 8 to 12. And uh, in this passage of scripture, God is talking about the tithe and sowing and reaping. And I'll obviously be reading it from the King James. It says, will a man rob God? Now, this is God speaking. He says, will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me. But he say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Now, remember, like I said before, the tithe and offerings are not the same thing. Um, I know some people get that confused and they think that the tithe is your offering, but it's not. The Bible does not say that. The Bible says tithes and offerings. So there's a big difference between tithes and offerings. And like I said before, the Lord said that the tithe is his and the seed is yours. So they both got different functions and you're going to see what these functions are. This is verse 9. It says, He are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, I just need to stop there again. God says, you are cursed with a curse when you don't tithe and you don't sow your seed. Now, it is not God pronouncing the curse on you. It's not that. When a person withholds back from supporting the gospel, they step over into selfishness. God did not force them to stop tithing. God did not force them to stop sowing. God did not force them to step over into selfishness. When people choose to love money, they themselves step over into selfishness and they get over into looking at their money to meet their own needs. That's why they're holding on to it because they want to make every last penny work for them. Now, when a person does that, the Bible says that when you trust in man, you are already cursed. So they step into the curse themselves. It is not God cursing a person. But when a person chooses to support the gospel, when a person chooses to love God and to love your neighbor, when a person chooses to depend on God rather than depend on your money, then you step over into the blessing. So check this out. He says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now. Herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for he shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, if you study out this passage, the Lord is talking about tithes and offerings. But he starts off with a tithe. And um, when you tithe and you put food into his household, then you are taking care of the gospel. You are taking care of those ministers preaching the good news. And you are taking care of that ministry that they can continue doing what they're doing. Now, all of a sudden, God says, 
I will open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So we see that. But now he goes over into the blessing from the tithe, protecting the seeds that you sow. You see how important it is to also sow seed. The blessing from the tithe protects the seeds that you sow. Now, some people only want to tithe, and tithing is amazing. Tithing is great. We're supposed to tithe. We're supposed to look after God's house. But then that blessing from the tithe has nothing to protect. But there are people that just want to sow seed just to get their needs met. And when they sow the seeds, they don't have the blessing from the tithe protecting those seeds. But when you tithe and you sow seed, now the blessing from the tithe can protect your seed. Because this is what it says. It says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Remember, the seed is yours. The seed is yours. It's not God's. It's yours. The tithe is God's. So when you sow your seed, you are supposed to get a harvest. The Bible says, Neither shall your vine cast a fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for he shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. You are supposed to be bearing fruits. Don't you remember when Jesus said that we have been ordained to bear fruit? We are supposed to be bearing fruit. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We are supposed to be bringing the solution to a hurting world. And how do you do that? You bear fruit. You show people that this God that we serve, he is real. You know, when you go out and you try and preach to everyone, but you got no fruit, people are not going to take you seriously. You know, I heard this statement before and I really like it. Someone said, a testimony is better than doctrine. So you get people out there, they want to do a lot of talking, but they got nothing to back up what they're saying. And that's what I told the Lord right in the beginning, like many, many, many years ago, before I even stepped over into ministry. I said, Lord, I'm not going to preach to people if I'm not bearing fruit. And over the years, I started learning about these principles that govern these different areas. You know, and I can talk about healing because I've got my healing. I went for my healing and I got it. I got so much testimonies in the area of divine protection. I've got so much testimonies in the area of wisdom. I've got testimonies in the area of debt freedom. Like these different areas I can speak on. I've got fruit. You know, so I'm going to say that again. Testimony is better than doctrine. There was this one man that tried to come into our ministry and uh, he would come there for the home church meetings. And we're trying to preach our message, whoever it was. It was either Trevor or Megan or Morris or myself. And this guy would try and steal the show. And it happened a couple of times. And he tried to challenge everything we say. But he did not have an ounce of fruit in his life. He wasn't even grounded. Okay, He couldn't even submit to one single church. He's been to multiple churches. And when I met him the first time and I heard how many churches he went to, already that was a red flag to me because... If he read the Bible, he'll see God is not unstable. God will lead you to a church or ministry, and he'll expect you to stay there. God is not into church hopping. And you know, when a Christian church hops, that just tells me very plain and simple, there's no foundation there. And how do you get a foundation? You see what the Word of God says, and you do it. So once again, testimony is better than doctrine. Praise God. So coming back to what I'm saying, we are supposed to bear fruit. This is how we show people that God is real. You know, when a person does walk in love, for example, that is bearing fruit that Jesus is on the inside of you. That the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. That's how we do it. Our lives should be like a massive farm. We are bearing all these different fruits. 
And when the world sees it, they should be looking at us and asking questions. They should be saying, truly, God is with you. It's awesome to share testimony upon testimony upon testimony. We should be living that way. And in the realm of finances, you know, if you want to operate in the kingdom concerning your finances, you have to learn to get the tithing and the sowing down. And it starts with the tithe. But uh, we're not talking about the tithe today, even though the tithe is a big part of it. I'm talking about sowing and reaping. Okay, uh, we can see in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, that while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest will not cease. It won't end. People might think it's weird that if you want to prosper financially, how is it that you've got to give money away to prosper financially yourself? But it comes down to putting the gospel first. It comes down to supporting the kingdom, putting God's house first. And once again, when you put God's house first, he can put your house first. Glory be to Jesus. Now, if we turn over to Galatians chapter 6, I want to read verse 6 to 7. And I've read it in my last two previous podcasts. It says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate or give unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, just like you've got to develop faithfulness in tithing, you have to develop faithfulness in sowing. You know, for people to just sow a single seed, there are times where the Lord will direct you to sow a single seed. But what I'm talking about, developing faithfulness in loving God, loving your neighbor, in supporting the ministry financially. And like I said in previous podcast, I'm not talking about emptying your banking account. I'm not saying that. But if you believe in God for a job, start sowing seed toward a job. It doesn't have to be a lot. Your heart has to be on board on what you're given. There's a sweet spot when you sow. And let, let me just explain something to you quickly. There's a sweet spot when you're sowing. Sometimes your flesh won't allow you to give too much. And sometimes if you give too little, you're looking at that and you're like, no, man, I can do better than that. And you've got to find the balance. You've got to find that sweet spot where you sow your seed. It's a nice seed. You're satisfied with it. And you don't question what you've done. But you thank God for giving you the opportunity to further the gospel. That's where you need to be. And you should be doing that every single month. Because when you do that every single month, you're loving God with your money every single month. And when you're putting God's house first every single month, God can look after you. Now, late last month and even in the beginning of this month, the Lord directed me to sow seed into the ministry. So when I would get money, I would pray over it, I would tithe, and I would sow the seed. And I would name the seed. Don't just, you know, throw the seed into the ground. Take that seed before the Lord, name it, pray over it, bless it, and then sow it. And this month so far... I was blessed from four different sources. How awesome is that? And this is the way we're supposed to be living. You put in God first and he's putting you first. And when you sow your seed, have your mind on the kingdom. Have your mind on the gospel. Have your mind on the people that's going to get saved through that ministry. On the people who's going to be fed spiritually through that ministry. Don't sow it and just get excited about your harvest. Sow it with the right heart. I do believe this is a topic that every ministry and every church should teach about. Because the Christians don't know it. And if they don't know it, they won't have faith for it. And if they don't have faith for it, they cannot walk in it. And this is really for everyone's benefit. It's for the ministry's benefit. It's for your neighbor's benefit. It's for your benefit. It's for everyone's benefit. And even when you benefit, the people around you are going to be attracted to you because now you're walking in fruit. And when you're walking in fruit, you can teach everyone around you how you did it. So it's for their benefit as well. 
So I do have a financial testimony that I want to end off with. But before I share that testimony, I just want to go back to 2 Corinthians and read chapter 9, verse 6, all the way down to 10. It says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. You see, everyone that sows gets. If you don't sow, you're going to get a big harvest of nothing. So verse 7 says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. You see, you've got to put the ministry first. You've got to put the gospel first. It says, this is verse 9, it says, As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Do you see how money should be a tool to help the gospel, to help the poor? And as you're doing that, in turn, God will prosper you. But if you just got your mind on yourself, there's nothing God can do. You need seed in the ground. If you want to bear fruit, you have to sow seed. And if you come across people who don't believe that, you can just tell them this. You can tell them, let's do a quick test. Go out into your backyard, pick a nice patch of land, and then sow nothing and see what happens when you come back in about a month's time. There's going to be nothing there. In the kingdom, you've got to sow and reap. So here's a testimony that I wanted to share with you of one of our partners. He was in a financial situation and he sowed his seed and God gave the increase. Check this out. Hello, my name is Johan Furi and I'm a friend of Trevor from Fira Ministries and, and I love the Lord. God is a good God and um, I want to testify how good God really is and how true His Word really is. If you have faith in God, you are on a winning road. I, I had a problem with money owed to me by SARS for a month and a half and, and I said, Lord, you know, I'm honest. I pay, if I'm due to pay SARS the money, I pay it. And if they owe me, then I expect it. And I wait and I, then they reply and then they stop for a whole month telling me or inform me about the progress of uh, how far the audit is on my tax return. So when I say to the Lord, Lord, that is not fair. I'm going to I want this money this week. I sowed a, a seed to Trevor Van Vieren Ministries because I can see their fruit on their ministries. I said, let us stand in agreement and I trust the Lord. This week I'm going to receive my money. So I, because we have faith in God and the Lord speak to me, to, I must do according to what uh, Matthew 16:19 says. So, we bind that strong man. We bind that blockage at SARS who prevent the money to be paid out to me. And we start praying and we command the angels. We lose the angels to go and fetch that, and to unclear and unblock that blockage. So that that money which is due to me, that they can pay it over. That was the Monday morning. That was the morning. And I said, Lord, this week, 
that evening I received an SMS and an email telling me I must go to the website, there is a notification for me. So I wait till the next morning because I don't have a computer at home. I go online checking it and there's the message. Your money will be paid out in within 48 hours. I jump up and said, Lord, your word is the truth. Every word in your Bible work. And I can testify this. And I challenge you guys, do the same. Amen. Isn't that an awesome testimony? Praise God, man. You see, a seed will meet your needs. I hope this podcast blessed you. I hope that you got something out of it. I hope your faith was stirred up. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.